Welcome, fellow explorers. My name is Christian Alexanderson, and this is Hemlocks to Hellbenders, a podcast highlighting Pennsylvania's parks, forests, and great outdoors. If you spend enough time exploring our 124 state parks in Pennsylvania, you'll find some oddities. You'll find a park no bigger than a parking lot. You'll find a park with a pothole as its main feature, but no park surprises people as much as Allegheny Island State Park. This episode is going to be a little different from what we've done this season. Part story, part interview. I'm going to be telling you about my very fun, weird, and muddy experience at Allegheny Island State Park. But before we get to the story, here's the stats. Allegheny Islands is a 50-acre state park located in the middle of the Allegheny River in, where else, Allegheny County. Available activities include camping, wildlife watching, boating, fishing, and hunting. A notable feature of the park is its two alluvial islands and seven shoals. Allegheny Island State Park is named after the Allegheny River it sits in the middle of. It is believed that Allegheny comes from the Lenape people. Translations for Allegheny include fine river, best flowing river of the hills, and beautiful stream. The nearest city is Pittsburgh. The Point State Park is located south in the heart of Pittsburgh. You may enjoy this park if you enjoy undeveloped wilderness. In 2021, I was working towards my goal of running one mile in all, then, 121 state parks. It was July, seven months in my so-called 121 in 21 challenge, and that's when I found out firsthand the surprises state parks provide. I had already run a mile at 85 parks before scheduling a trip to western Pennsylvania. On that trip, I was joined by my good friend Adam Bricker. Say hi, Adam. Hi, thanks for having me. I met Adam in 2011 when I created the York Beard and Mustache Club. He attended the first meeting, and we've been friends ever since. He's a good runner and an even better travel companion. As a runner, he doesn't complain about injuries, temperatures, or terrain. He just chugs along at a good pace, solid and steady. As a travel companion, he never asks for bathroom breaks, doesn't eat much, and just goes with the flow. Aside from my wife, Adam would accompany me to more parks than anyone else during my 121 and 21 challenge. In fact, he ran with me at the parks in the most northern, southern, eastern, and western areas of the state. What were your thoughts when you first heard about what I was doing? I was trying to think back to when I actually first heard about this and um, you had started doing bucking and some rock climbing. And I know there was a couple other races you wanted to do in 2021. Um, and it was just, this kind of fell off my radar. And then that March, beginning of April, my mom, we found out my mom had cancer and I just wanted to uh, kind of get out of my head a little bit. And I thought about you doing this and we were texting and I was like, yeah, I'll definitely run a couple with you. Cause uh, I mean, it's a mile out and back, not that bad. And uh, to travel around, get out of town, we've always been good uh, road buddies. Uh, no, never any like traveling problems. Uh, so I thought, yeah, why not just go see what this is about and ended up having a really good time. At this point, Adam had already run with me at nearly 20 parks. On that day alone, he ran a mile with me at Jennings Environmental Center. Moraine State Park, and McConnell's Mill State Park. Allegheny Islands was the last park of a long, tiring day of driving and running. Little did I know that it was going to be the hardest mile of my life, something I never, ever wished to replicate ever, ever again. In doing research for the trip, I had come to a bit of an impasse. Allegheny Island State Park is not accessible by land. Despite the Pennsylvania Turnpike and a railroad bridge passing over one of the islands, there are no bridges or walkways that take you there. I needed some kind of transportation to the island. At first, I was planning on showing up and trying to hitch a ride from passing boats, but that was leaving way too much up for chance. Then I remembered I could take my kayak with me. All I had to do now was find a publicly available dock or launch to leave from. I scanned Google Maps, nothing. I couldn't find anything nearby that I could launch my kayak from. You see, 
I'm okay on a kayak, but not that comfortable. There was no way I was going to run at three parks that day, then paddle for miles away at the closest publicly available boat launch. So I scanned Google Maps some more. I found a road near a private business that looked like it went straight into the river. That would be my plan A. I also found a nearby private marina just up the road. If plan A failed, I could launch from the marina as plan B. We finished running at the not-so-nearby state parks and headed to the Allegheny Islands. That day, we debated when we should go for it. And to the day today, maybe tomorrow with fresh legs, we decided to have it be the last park of the day so that I was done and out of the way. As we pulled up to the private business, plan A failed immediately. They had put up a gate that protects what I can only assume was their private road. Could I hop over the fence real quick? No chance. A nearby community had water access, but I would have to go door-to-door -to, -door to ask them for permission. I was tired and not in the mood to charm people in letting me cut through their property. So we headed over to the marina for plan B. What was waiting for us? A big old no trespassing sign on the front gate and a sign indicating they had security. Other than the no trespassing sign, what we noticed right away was that this place was swanky. Boat shoes, captain hats, wine, the whole deal. Adam, what did you think when we first got to the marina? I knew it was going to have to be a quick thing. Um, definitely because there, there were some signs and some uh, people, like a bunch of people around. And I know we just pulled in and got the kayak off as quickly as we could, got you in the water and got you going out to, uh, to get to one of the islands. Okay. You pop me in the marina. What do you do after that? Well, right off, I was uh, kind of concerned that I had dumped my friend in an in a ocean or on a whatever river uh, in a kayak where you readily admit that you're not the best at kayaking, but, um, and just got you out quick. And then didn't really have a plan to meet up. Didn't really have a, any idea how long things would take. I just wanted to kind of get out of there. Uh, so then drove, drove the car up a little bit, found a place to park and just started thinking. And then I was like, so wait, I just did all that. I dropped my friend off. Not sure when he's going to get back. Not sure what's going on. Not sure he even made it to the Island, how it's going to be. And then also, I don't like driving really. I don't like driving somebody else's car and let alone somebody else's car. That is like whatever it was at that point, like six months old. So then I got, then I started thinking about that, which kind of got me all thinking about how, how you were doing in the river and at the Allegheny Island. So uh, it was, it was a stressful, whatever hour or so, but glad we got out there, especially since we had discussed possibly doing that one first thing the next day and the way everything turned out, I know we were both very happy that we did it at the end of the day, that first day, as opposed to uh, putting it off till the next morning. At a near jog, we put the kayak in the water and I paddled towards the islands. I gave a friendly wave to the people sitting in the swanky boats in the marina, trying my best to fit in. After a couple minutes, I made my way out of the marina without a problem. I paddled away, looking forward to the easy part. I thought to myself, how hard is it to run a mile on an island? Oh, Christian, you dumb dumb chubby boy. This is the perfect time to talk about the Allegheny Island State Park. The park is made up of two islands. One is 34 acres, the other is 14. There is nothing there. And that's because Allegheny Island State Park is what the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources calls, quote-unquote, undeveloped. The park islands are some of the few left in a natural state. Both islands are covered almost entirely with vegetation and flood frequently. They are preserved as an example of what the rivers used to look like. The islands that became the Allegheny Island State Park were once one island, first purchased in 1788 by Samuel Hullings. The Hullings were a prominent keelboatman in the region and settled in several areas along the Allegheny River. The island came to be called Hullings Island, or Lanes Island. By 1864, boatmen were using the river islands for navigation and referred to them by their distance from the point in downtown Pittsburgh. Hullings Island became 14 Mile Island. 
1932, to facilitate the passage of larger vessels, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers constructed the Allegheny River Lock and Dam No. 3 that split 14 Mile Island in two. The now-called C.W. Bill Young Lock and Dam helps boaters travel up and down the river as the only way to get from one island to the next. So I was stuck on the smaller 14-acre island. Panic set in almost immediately while I scanned for a flat, dry place to run. After paddling around the island, I found the only place I could possibly run, a mud beach along its southern shore. It was, at most, 50 feet long and 5 feet wide. That was it. This is where I had to run my mile. All the while, Adam is in the car outside of the marina. I started my run and it was truly awful. The mud was incredibly slippery and I sank a couple inches every time I stepped into it. I gave up on running after the first few minutes. It became a power march. I was slipping and sliding all over the place. Anytime I thought I had a good footing, I'd slip and nearly fall over. I looked at my watch. It had been 10 minutes. I'd gone less than a quarter of a mile. The summer heat pounding my body made me start to worry. I thought, this is bad. This is really bad. New complications constantly presented themselves. First was the heat. With no cover from the summer sun, I was getting roasted. It was in the 90s that day, and I brought limited water. Then came the mud. Every time I stepped on a patch of mud I had already stepped in, my feet would sink a little further down. After some time, the mud was around the middle of my calf. By the end, it was up to my knees. And as I sank deeper, I experienced a third and most serious problem. Pointy sticks. You see, this tiny, muddy shoreline is constantly getting battered by waves from the flow of the river and the wake of passing boats. This floods the area and drowns vegetation which results in broken, sharp vegetation below the shoreline. Every step was a potential landmine. I'd put my full weight down into the mud, only to feel a shocking jolt of stabbing pain in my foot. I began marking the areas with the most hazards, but the waves erased them instantly. I was 22 minutes into my march and had only gone half a mile. What I can only assume was a panic attack occurred. I was almost out of water, incredibly tired, alone from my friend, and in extreme pain. I thought, just go home. Nobody cares if you do a full mile. It was the only time in my 121 and 21 challenge that I thought about quitting. But after some calming down, I started to march again. Adam, what was going through your mind while you were waiting for me? I knew from running together, I've, I kind of knew your pace. I wasn't sure how long it would take you to get over to the island. Um, and then I didn't want to get, uh, like, I didn't want to go too far in case something happened. Uh, I know you had a phone, you had water, uh, so I, and I knew you had the determination to uh, do the mile. I was just trying to stay close and wait for you to give me the call and tr make sure to get back to the marina as quickly as possible. So, again, there was a couple signs and security guards and didn't want you hanging around, uh, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for me to get back. Uh, so it was just just concern, making sure you're good, weather was good, everything was good, um, or as good as it could be, and uh, waited for you to give me the call. My little mud beach degraded rapidly making the newly exposed mud even more slippery and the foot pokes more frequent. If at this point you're starting to feel bad for me, don't. I am the idiot that chose to do this. No one made me do it. No one forced me to do it. It was a challenge of my own making, and boy, was I going through it. It wasn't all bad, though. I'd delight in the very confused faces I'd see on the boaters passing me by about 100 yards away. Is he stranded? Does he need help? Nope. It's just some half-naked, sweating man marching on a mud beach in the middle of the Allegheny River. All good here. The beach also gave me the opportunity to practice some positive self-talk and offer some words of encouragement. I reminded myself that this was part of a fun journey, but no journey is without its difficulties. I reminded myself that I had chose this. I reminded myself that there are much worse things to be doing than going for an albeit painful stroll in the middle of a beautiful river. I'm also of the mindset that it's important to do hard things, to put your mind and body in uncomfortable places to help build inner and outer strength. This little run 
certainly did that. Just when I was finally starting to appreciate the situation I had put myself into, I heard the most beautiful sound in the entire world. My GPS watch beeped to let me know that I had completed my one mile, quote unquote, run. It had taken me 42 minutes and 18 seconds. As you could have guessed, it was the longest run of my challenge. As I worked to launch my kayak, I realized the state I was in. I was shirtless and completely covered in mud from my feet to my knees. There was going to be no fitting in at the marina when I paddled back. I was able to text Adam and let him know that I was paddling back from the island. He was waiting for me at the boat launch. Adam, what was your first thought when you saw me get back from the island? Well, I was, first of all, just happy that you made it back. And I, uh, I, you're, you're a pretty mellow guy. You don't really uh, do, like, you laugh a lot. You don't really get angry. Don't really get too bummed. Nothing really gets you down. But uh, I could tell from just seeing you get out of the water and uh, dragging the kayak that you had not had the best time or, you know, the most fun you've had on any of these runs. So uh, I, I, I knew we just wanted to uh, get the car as close as possible, get the kayak on, get it strapped down and get out of there and uh, just go on about our day. But, uh, yeah, you could you could definitely tell that you, you were not thrilled. How would you describe my appearance? Sweaty, muddy, um, angry. <laughs> um, again, and you know, I think it was just a frustration of uh, we had we had driven that way, and we had that initial plan to go to go to that other facility, and then that was all locked up. And there was like a trailer park or something next to it that we thought maybe we could get in, but then um, there was a problem with uh, the river there, and so we ended up going to this marina. And I, I know you you definitely like to have things structured, much like I do, um, and so throwing this little kink in the plan was uh, something something different. And you could tell, like, just between every the way everything went and uh, that, that, that whole trip over to the island and coming back, it was, uh, yeah, you, you, were, you were done for the day. We quickly threw the kayak on the roof of my car, strapped it down, and got the hell out of there. Luckily, no security guards, no arrests, and no drama. Plan B was a muddy success. As we drove to our hotel, I told Adam about what had happened. The mud beach, the pointy sticks, the panic, everything. We laughed about the absurdity of it all. But then again, I created the 121 and 21 challenge for an adventure. And that long, painful mud march at Allegheny Island State Park was an adventure. Were you as surprised as I was that the hotel let us in with how horrible I looked? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, just, just driving there and like hearing where, where all you had mud and in such quantity. And, uh, just knowing that we, we got to the hotel and grabbed our stuff out of the back and didn't really even like try to clean up that much before we went in. And, uh, yeah, you, you were from the knees down, you were pretty well covered. Um, but then I, I mean, I had also been sweating all day and had some dirt on me from the other, uh, trails we were in. So, um, I, I'm sure uh, they knew we were, uh, in a position to get to our hotel room, get showered up and go get something to eat. And, and uh, probably didn't want to say anything too much. The next day, we run at a few more state parks in and around Pittsburgh. Mud still caked under my toenails. Then, a three-hour drive home. Those were the last park runs Adam accompanied me on. In total, Adam ran at 25 state parks with me, not including the Allegheny Islands fiasco. In 2022, when the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources added three new parks, Adam was the first person to ask, when are we running them? A couple months later, we drove several hundred miles to run one mile in three state parks, bringing my grand total to 124 and Adams to 28. Overall, what'd you think of the whole park running experience? 
it, it was really great. It was like, like I said, it was a uh, nice to get out of town and get out of my head for a little bit. Um, it was the, the first park we went to during that first trip to the, to the Philly area, that first one out, it was, um, well, it was first two, it was definitely an experience because just doing a, a half a mile out and half a mile back, you, you start getting warmed up just in time to be done. And then depending on, uh, the drives, cause we do, we did have a lot of, a lot of driving time in between trails, uh, anywhere from like 15 minutes to three hours and anybody who's done any activity and then sat around in a kind of confined space knows that your body will, you know, tense up a bit and uh, you'll have to start all over. So that was definitely uh, an experience and something to think about. Uh, I I know that first weekend we did 13 miles and was glad to have them done, but saw some beautiful terrain. And then um, every, every trip we took was different in its own way, had a lot of fun. Um, And then, we didn't always get to see the best parts of each park or maybe go as far as we want, but um, just to get out there and see uh, people having fun. There were a lot of families we saw, a lot of different animals, uh, terrain. Like when I heard that you were going to run a mile in each day park, it's like, cool. What's that? What do we have in PA? Like 20, 25. And then to find out we had 121 at that point, uh, (laughs) definitely took it up a notch. Definitely, definitely more than I had anticipated, but it was, Ended up being a good time, and I was so proud of you when you finished. Um, not not sure. I, I know you said you didn't want to do it again, but uh, I, I think you would. I think you had a good time overall, and I knew you were definitely proud of your accomplishment, which as you should be. You know, as the time's gone by, I've missed our weekend running adventures. How about you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and especially some of the ones, I know there was a couple parks that were just totally beautiful, and I would have liked to have seen more of. Uh, there's one day i think it might even been on this trip where we ended up putting like 700 miles on your car that trip and um i I don't miss that necessarily (laughs) 700 miles in two two days is a lot of driving um but getting out there hanging out with my buddy uh helping him accomplish something that could tell you could tell like really meant a lot to you and then um doing something physical getting out in nature and then going to have a dinner somewhere and check out what whatever town was around um yeah it was definitely a definitely was a fun adventure well i could not have asked for a better running and travel companion buddy i want to thank you so much for doing this and thanks so much for joining us on the podcast thanks for having me it was a pleasure i want to thank my guest adam breaker for joining the podcast be sure to visit our website and follow us on instagram and facebook for more information about upcoming episodes you can support the podcast by buying some merch or giving a donation at hemlockstohellbenders.com slash shop. This has been Hemlocks to Hellbenders. I'll see you out there. Hosting, production, and editing by Christian Alexanderson. Music by John Sauer. Graphics by Uncle Traveling Matt's Random Expedition.